All right. So I think we need to rebrand the show. <laughs> I, I, this is out of left field. Okay. This is out of left field. Okay. So I was talking with Charity from the Hot Moms podcast. Shout out Hot Moms podcast. Um, <laughs> I was I was talking to her on Sunday and we were just like, she had a couple questions and we were just going back and forth about the podcast and everything else. And um, I was saying to her that, I actually had access to her login. She's like, how do you have access? I'm like, <laughs> well, Lindsay asked me to help her out with something uh, in like one of the first episodes because it wasn't loading properly. So I helped her out. So I have actually have access to their numbers. I never looked at it because honestly, I didn't want to know. Yeah, you don't I, wanna, you I don't saw they're doing so much. Better no, I really sorry. don't. So uh, I was looking at, I looked at the trailer and it had over a hundred plays. I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. So I never looked at it again because I didn't want to. She's like, do you know what our numbers are at? I'm like, I mean, I can find out. So I log in, and they're like at half the numbers that our show has, except we have 36 episodes, and they have four. <laughs> well, they are hot moms. They are hot moms. So I think we need to rebrand the show, and instead of go ask your father – like the Adequately Handsome Dads podcast or um, Super Sexy Studly Dads podcast. Or... Yeah, we I'm just trying straight to come lie up to some... people. They can't see us anyway. Exactly. They can't see us. They don't need to know that we're less than that. <laughs> or just start calling ourselves Mustache Mountain. Uh, no, that's a wrestling tag team. I, yeah. uh, we're not. We can't steal that, unfortunately. So, But yeah, I think we need to rebrand. Because uh, sex cells, sex cells, sex they're not even sell. trying, and they're not, they're not, and that pisses me off even more. They just, they're like, oh, we don't know what we're doing. We're just gonna do this, and it's a podcast. And I'm just uh, like, shut the. F mm. You know how long on, I've been doing this. <laughs> good on them. I am happy for them. I don't want to sound like I'm disparaging them or. They deserve all the kudos in the world for, like, hitting the ground running like nobody's business. But I gotta admit, I'm a little surly. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't blame you. But at the Just same time, it's like they're 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 getting they're getting like third place trophies where we're still getting participation medals. Exactly. Good afternoon or good evening, depending on what time you're listening to this. And welcome to Go Ask Your Father, the podcast for dads, by dads, and about dads. And we are back in the holiday spirit. Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Thanksgiving is over. The turkey is dead. Let's move on to Christmas. Uh, as always, I am Rob, and I am joined by, of course, my fellow co-host, Rob. What is up? By the way, that was so depressing, just talking about dead turkey. I just want you to say that. Well, the turkey has to die in order for you to eat it on Thanksgiving. So yeah. it's just one of those things. And more turkeys uh, will die on Christmas. 
But continue. Shh, we don't have to talk about that. Anyways, moving on. Uh, and we are actually, we are incredibly blessed and in a fortunate place right now because we are joined today by our very first guest host of the new era of Go Ask Your Father. And there is only one person I had to bring on. And I've been trying for the last 11 months to get him here. And he has finally arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the Friday podcast, the one, the only, Mr. Rico Robinson. Yes, sir. <laughs> Rico, welcome to the show. And you, of course, are have with you... Uh, a past co-host here on the show uh it's your son corbin corbin bro i'm like i was like i was hoping he would stay quiet until so he could do that marvelous intro and i'm like corbin bro i can <laughs> edit him out man. it's fine <laughs> yeah i'm glad no I'm glad but rico's here i'm tired of carrying the show god <laughs> I've been carrying this long before you got here. All right, man. But it's I love Corbin's, this energy. I love it. <laughs> this is Corbin's second appearance on the show. Uh, for those of you who remembered our Disney episode, uh, your wife Charity was here, uh, also of the Hot Moms podcast. Shout oh, out to yes. him. And uh, Corbin joined us then, too. So uh, Corbin just, he realizes it's time to go on Go Ask Your Father, and he wants to be a part of it. And he honestly, wants to be a part of it, man. I can't blame him at all. <laughs> so, so I hope um, you got a spot open when he gets of, of age because he's going to oh, be. Oh, God, yes. He, I'm going to fire Rob and Corbin's going to be my co-host. I'll have him carry the show. If, so. if, if I'm still alive at that point, I'm impressed. <laughs> oh, come on. There's a lot of miles on on this frame. I'm just saying. <laughs> so so let me get the admin out of the way real quick. Uh, you can find the show on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Go Ask Your Father Podcast and over on Twitter at G-A-Y-F Podcast. You can also find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. And you can always reach out to the show at Go Ask Your Father 4 at gmail.com. Now that that is over... Rico, you are here. I, I'm so glad to see you here. How are you doing, man? It's been a couple of weeks since I've gotten to talk to you. Yes, man. I'm doing good, man. Actually, today was a really stressful day, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make it through. <laughs> I had an event today at work and it just did not go as planned, but Oy. it just it, it, it is what it is, you know what I mean? Well, we are here for stress relief, um, so we're here to make you laugh and help you to have a good time uh, to end the day on a high note. So, yes, even though I'm going through, I I, I maintain a smile on my face. Yeah, you. Dude, you, I, you I, I don't think I've ever seen you frown. There you This man is gleaming. I'm smiling just because he's smiling. Positive dude, vibes only, man. Absolutely, dude. It's infectious, and that's what it the Friday really podcast is all about. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Uh, for those that of you who don't know, Rico, beyond uh, being a singer, actor, uh, all around amazing human being, he is also the host of the Friday podcast. You can find that on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Google Podcasts. I happen to listen to it on Spotify, but you are one of the, uh, I think, what, you guys have four or five people? It's four, four, four of us, four hosts. Yeah. So, so it's myself, guys... it's myself, Cameron. Uh, Will, Heron, yeah, and uh, we just hold it down, man. And Trey, Trey is Trey is like the mysterious fifth member. Sometimes he, he's in, he's out. 
Dang. But he has a he has a bit of a restriction with his SAG, his SAG card, so he can't be can't be on camera unless we give him pay him. You know what I mean? Well, we definitely don't want to do that. I mean, <laughs> not so, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Wait, you one of these days. <laughs> I don't get paid for this. <laughs> if I did, you need man. that drum sound right there. <laughs> I actually have that sound effect somewhere, so I could probably edit that in. Uh, so I'm going to do uh, a quick secret dad shout out today. Okay. Uh, I, I cannot specify who. I cannot specify when. I cannot specify gender or anything like that. But all I can say is that someone uh, in my circle uh, recently had a baby. And we would like to welcome him to the fraternal order of fatherhood and welcome you to the dad club and many, many years of healthy happiness for your beautiful, wonderful child. You know who you are. We love you. We appreciate you. We're here for you, whatever you need. Go Go get yourself some new balances and learn some dad jokes. You win now. Yes. Not the new balance. Some grill masters. Yes, Dude, I, I, I honestly think we need to bring Rico back for the dad fashion episode that we we're talking about doing. Oh, you oh, already know. Let let's yeah, because I mean, because I got yeah. no fashion sense. My wife tells me what to wear, and I got a <laughs> closet full, and I got a closet of J's right over here. Yeah, you do. Hey, you look, you you got you you got it, bro. The J's Dude, is that's a leg Rico. up. Dude, Rico, he bought all of his groomsmen brand new Jordans. Yeah. That's what for, we were uh, wearing for their wedding day. So that's what they were wearing on their wedding day. Except he forgot <laughs> to give the guy who was, uh, you know, doing the ceremony a new pair of Jordans. He just, I'm, just not... I'm sorry that you have fucking flippers for feet and you know, they don't make them in your dang size. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, Rob, what oh, size shit. do you wear, man? I wear size 15s. Oh, Jesus. Help and us it's not like you're seven foot tall. You're like, what, 6'2, six, 6'3? Six, I'm 6'2. Yeah. Yeah, abnormally huge. Yeah, unnecessarily huge feet. I've told this story way too many times. When I got to boot camp, you uh, you go into a room and they give you all your gear. So at one table, I'm standing there and the guy's just like looking at me, and he's like, "What's your what shoe size?" I'm like, "15s." He's like, "No, seriously, what shoe size?" I'm like, "15s." So he goes in the back. He comes back out with this box and just like. Dust blows off of it. I mean, it just everywhere. Now so, I know why. Now I know why Caitlin's so happy. Hey. <laughs> anyways, moving on. So, <laughs> as as part of the new "Go Ask Your Father" uh, era that we are currently in, uh, and, instead of doing a deep dive on someone's personal history, which I did for the first two seasons, we actually just put together a guest host questionnaire of questions that we feel are important and that we would like for you to answer, sir. So we go, you. are you, are you ready for the go ask your father guest host questionnaire? Yes. Off the top, off the top. Mm-hmm. All right, Rico, what dad thing are you terrible at? Uh, patience. I yeah. have, I really, that's like the worst. I'm the worst at patience. So I I find that so shocking as chipper. I've just met you and you are like one of the most pleasant people I've ever met. Look, I'm gonna tell you why. Because my rising sign is a Gemini. So like what you see when when you first meet me, you see the fun, the party, 
when you get to know me, the Capricorn, my what I was born under that January comes out. It's like, man, that's it's got to be this way or else. That, that, that's Patricia. <laughs> there you go. All right. Moving on. Next question. What is the most childish thing you've done with your kids? And I know your kids are young. Uh, I know Corbin's about to have his first birthday. Yes. 10 months then, or 11 months now. And then Cruz is four. Four. So there's not too much craziness you can get into with your kids. But I mean, crazy- we get into a lot of slime. What's the craziest thing me and Cruz have done? Uh, oh, oh, probably something we, we did to charity. We were always, like, annoying her. So we'll do slime. We'll slime her. We'll throw water on her. I mean, <laughs> bubbles anything so that's probably the craziest thing why because <laughs> she's a girl and charity scares me <laughs> washing away cooties what are you talking exactly. about exactly <laughs> all right what do you think it's changed the most about you since you've become a dad oh man i tell everybody this i'm so emotional and uh i have uh my sense of uh I have like a bigger wall of defense up when it comes to the kids. So I think, I think those are the two biggest things that have changed, but the big, really the biggest thing is emotional, man. I'm like crying and in movies now, I'm like, I never used to do that. I'm like, what the heck? Bro, same. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I feel a lot better that he said that too, because I started doing that crap probably about 10 years ago. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, I need to start taking some testosterone pills. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right what do you feel at this point in your life is your biggest achievement as a dad oh man biggest achievement is my two sons still being alive that's acceptable <laughs> yes and i okay i can say that nobody's been to the er yet okay there you go that's the achievement <laughs> we'll go with that that's no comment the right there <laughs> there you go Hey, I've I've been to the ER a couple times, but that was stuff that couldn't be helped or handled. So. <laughs> no comment. All right, right, right. <laughs> Leave it alone. All right, charity's gone. <laughs> what's your What's your go to dad move when it comes to food? Are you a cooker or are you like, oh, gotta call Domino's? Oh man, my go to food is probably pizza. Yeah. I'm a pizza dude, man. Yeah, and, and Marcos is is right up the street. There you go. Shout out yes. to Marcos. Shout out Marcos. <laughs> All right. This has nothing to do with being a dad. <laughs> you get one superpower. What is it? <laughs> oh, uh, me and Cruz actually were just watching uh, Orion's World a uh, little clip on YouTube. And uh, that was actually one of their questions, like what superpower they gave us a choice between uh, telepathy and flight, which are like my top two favorite things. Yeah. But I got to go with flight. Uh, That's more than acceptable. Yeah. Got to go with flight. And if we want to take it a step further, let's just control the whole weather. Oh, that'd be dope. I would want to be the male version of Storm. 
There you go. I make it white Christmas every year. <laughs> Period, bro. Just, like literally just enough, snow just right enough now. snow for it to be white Christmas, but not enough to shut things down. <laughs> You're basically saying just enough to make Virginians panic. Your wish exactly. is granted, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, Rico. Okay. And now the only question that really matters and the only question I've been asking every single dad that has been on this show absolutely, since its inception, and that is this. Who is your favorite TV dad? Man, you know, we were talking about this at church. Yep. And and as I continue, continue, continue to think about this, somebody else has creeped up really, really close to number one, but has not taken it from Uncle Phil. Ooh. Uncle Phil is my number one favorite TV dad. But... Uh, Carl Winslow is right, yeah. is right, is right behind. Those him, bro. are two top notch answers. Yeah, those they're, they're like two in the same. But I'm kind of with you. Uncle Phil was much more inspirational. Like that's a man you wanted to be. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, Carl. Um, Carl was Carl was just hard, man. Yeah, Carl. Carl, Carl was, was a hard working. Yeah, you know, he was blue collar. Yeah, he was a man's man. Yeah, there you go. So. Rico, I appreciate you participating in the guest host question. I love it, man. I love it, bro. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we're actually going to keep that because originally I I had uh, pruned this down a little from the questionnaire I made Rob answer on his first day as co-host. So, uh, so I actually I like that we're going to do this. This is, yes, keep um, it, bro. I, yeah, I it's funny that you that you did this with me because we do this with our guests on the oh, on the party podcast. Yeah, so we do like nice. a. Uh, 21 questions or we do like a top five questions yeah. we ask. So this is great, bro. I, I, awesome. Now the the, it, the shoes on the other foot. Wait, so, there you go. Now it's being done to me. Way to go, Rob. <laughs> We're about to get a copyright infringement lawsuit already. <laughs> All right. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are finished with Thanksgiving. We are now entering into the holiday season, the magical time of Christmas. And there is nothing more important to me than the annual tradition of Christmas movies. Yes. So, oh, is Cruz there too? Cruz just walked in, bro. What's up, Cruz? Say <laughs> hi to Rob, Cruz. What's up, Cruz? How you been, man? Good. You are also welcome on the show. I got all the kids with me tonight. You got all the kids. That's good, man. No worries, dude. This is and that's this why is this good is all because dads. you know what? This is just—it's a dad podcast. It's about parenting. It is what it is, man. If your kids are there, they're there. No big deal. Yeah, I love it. So parenting yeah, don't man. stop. There you go. Chaos doesn't stop. So, uh, like I said, one of my favorite traditions is actually Christmas movies. I am a huge movie fan. Uh, Christmas movies, Ooh. probably one of my favorite things about the holiday season i love putting them on i love just hanging out and uh watching them with my family and it's part of our uh christmas eve tradition as well uh when it comes to what we do like right before bobby goes to bed so i mean this is christmas movies are near and dear to my heart so we're gonna do a little we're going to do a little talking uh, about Christmas movies. And I think I want to start with one of the biggest questions. Um, the, Gr- the Grinch Who Stole Christmas was obviously a book first. 
but made into a cartoon movie uh, back in the 60s or 50s, I think. Oh, and was then, it that late? Was it that yeah. early? I late, honestly late don't 60s. even remember. I'm pretty sure it's the late 60s. Was it the late 60s? I wasn't 100% sure. But, um, wow. But now at this point, there are three, I think, iterations of The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Yeah. There's uh, obviously the original. There's the Jim Carrey version. And then uh, Illumaworks, I think it's called. or I'm, I'm not sure, but there's another cartoon version that just got put out with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. Uh, I know Keenan Thompson does a voice in it. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember who all else did voices. Whoa. For but there are now three different versions of The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. And my question for the room is, which is your favorite of the three? And based on Rico's look, I'm assuming you didn't see the third one. I'm like, I have no, I didn't know that one existed after Jim Carrey. It's on Netflix. Yeah, so I, I, I haven't, I haven't seen the new one yet either. So I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna play. But here, here's the I'm, thing: I'm it's the probably bad anyway. So let's yeah. not even discuss. Here, here's, here's the thing: is that the first? So it's 1966. I just looked it up. 1966. Okay. Yeah. So. That one established such a foothold to begin with. And then Jim Carrey did an amazing job basically ad-libbing the Grinch character in 2000. But I still got to go with the OG. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You got to go with the OG. Yeah. There, there's just a little – it's a little too drawn out. The, the, the one with Jim Carrey is a little too drawn out compared to how the original was. The, the, the original was just comical, very cartoony – and animated, yeah. Then that was that that enca- that encapsulates more Doctor Seuss, I think, than than the Jim Carrey one does. The only thing I will give a shout out is for the Jim Carrey one, little Cindy Lou Who, little, little, <laughs> little, little Taylor Momsen now tearing it up as a heavy metal lead singer in the Pretty yeah. Reckless is just mind blowing. What? Oh yeah. yeah Oh yeah, she's a badass. Get out of here. Yeah, man. Taylor True story. Bob, yeah, I saw saw her in concert. Even oh, all right now. Yeah, I, I since I'm the only one that's seen the third one, I'm I'm agreeing with you guys. The OG oh, is honestly yeah. the best version. I thought you were gonna uh, rock. You had me. No, you had no, me no, right no, no, there, man. no, no. The OG is the best version. The second one was good, but I, like Rob said, it was a little too drawn out. But I like the fact that it established a Grinch character and kind of gave him because in the the first one, the OG and in the story itself, they don't specify and they don't show why he's this way. Right. So they don't really make him a relatable character. He's just a villain up until he has a face turn. Mm-hmm. Uh to go with a wrestling lingo. Um, <laughs> I was actually going to give you a shout there on that. Good call. Yes. You're going to go get my belt. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but the, the, the third one with Benedict Cumberbatch doing the voice of the Grinch, it wasn't necessarily bad, but it changed way too much of the story. Like oh. the general, the general story is the same. But they added too much. Don't to the they lore. always do that? Don't they always so, do that? It's like I I didn't enjoy it. That it, it was good. I probably won't watch it again. I'll I'll stick with the Jim Carrey version or the original version. Yeah. But I, I I can't argue with you guys. The OG version is honestly the best. There's, 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 there's never, the OG. Yeah. 
There's never a time for me where I'm like, let me watch an hour and a half of Jim Carrey as the Grinch. If I want to watch the Grinch, it's, hey, I only have to sit for about 25 minutes and watch this. That's true. To That's be kind honest, of the I'm of not really sourcing out the Grinch, to be honest. Yeah. If it's on, I will watch it, maybe. If it's not... Well, we know it's not in maybe. his top five. Top five for you? <laughs> No, no, Whoa. I'm saying we know we know what we know it's not in your top five. Yeah. It's it's probably not even it's barely in top ten. It might be number ten. <laughs> Whew. Man, Rico coming All with right. hot takes already. I like it. Uh- All right. <laughs> so moving on. All right. So there are three what I call classics mm-hmm. that could put on TV every single year. Iconic, even. Iconic. I will even yes, that is a perfect word for it. Thank you, Rico. Gotcha. I am speaking, of course, of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, and and a Charlie Brown Christmas. (laughs) So my question to you, gentlemen, is this. Which of the three is the best of the three? In your personal opinion. No one's wrong here. You, no one's oh, wrong here. So but, I got so I can only pick out of these three because out of these three for there, this particular there is topic. a huge omission in this group of three quote unquote classics. And I'm not saying they're not classics, but there is a huge omission out of this group. And, okay, and what's, and, what's and, the omission? No, 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 no. We'll cover this in top five. Okay. We'll cover I'm not spoiling a list, but if I have to pick out of these three. Hold on, before you before you go, let me ask you this. Is it Santa Claus is coming to town? No. Okay, because I was thinking about putting that in instead of Charlie Brown Christmas. No, so. no, no, and I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with you calling out these three. I love Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's great. But if I had to pick out of these three, always it's always going to be Rudolph, and then Frosty, and then Charlie Brown. Ru- what? Yeah. So Rudolph number one is because you got. I mean, I'm assuming we're all in our mid. 30s at least about yeah (laughs) okay so we didn't have just instant access like we do now to these movies so rudolph came on cbs one time a year period and my mom and i would always that very night like make popcorn curl up together on the couch and we'd watch rudolph that has always been like a family tradition so that one is like very near and dear to near me. and dear yeah not to mention okay. like going back as a grown-up and listening to yukon cornelius and just kind of <laughs> how non-pg he kind of was yeah yeah like like that i yeah, appreciate right. frost I, yeah, yeah yeah frosty number two charlie brown i've never been a big I've never been a big peanuts guy because to oh, me, wow. I, I I appreciate the holiday specials, but the holiday specials to me are just like every other episode of Peanuts. That it's always kind of like the same. Oh stuff. man! There, there, I threw out my own hot take. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I have, I have, in my opinion, I in okay. my top five, I have, I think there's a, a classic yeah, that outdoes all of those. Okay, we'll get there. Uh, Charlie Brown is definitely number one for me. Yeah. Charlie Brown, Frosty is going to sit in, in the third spot for me. Because Rudolph, he's just too classic. And Charlie Brown, he's the most classic. And 
I mean, he even goes beyond Christmas, but Christmas is just you got those peanuts, man. You got it. I got you. You got I was, to love I, them. You got to I was, love them. And, I was talking a little bit and, about that. And I did a show called Dog Sees God where it's a, a take on the Peanuts character. So it's like a modernized take on Charlie Brown. And I actually played Pigpen. You played Pigpen, really? Yeah, man. So I played Pigpen. He was like, and he's like this, uh, he's like this jock now. He was like, a, in, they were in high school. So he's like this jock, this kind of yeah. like villain. And his little insecurity is what? Being called dirty. And so he's yeah. like, now he's like all this, this he's like this clean kid. It's such a, a good show, man. It's such a good show. That's cool. But uh, yes, actually, Charlie Brown, Rudolph, and then Frosty. I'm going to have to agree with Rico on this. Because what? Charlie Brown, I can identify with. Because especially in my younger years and um, my time in the military when I was away from home at the holiday season, I got into these like little bouts of depression and not caring about what Christmas was all about. So I, I identified with Charlie Brown. So uh, Charlie Brown Christmas takes the number one spot for me, followed by Rudolph, which is a classic and just a movie I really do enjoy. And honestly, I could care less about Frosty. <laughs> Dang, man. He's like, Frosty, so, go ahead and melt. I don't care. He can't. Oh, no. We, I don't want Frosty to melt, right? I mean, come Oh, on, no, bro. I don't care if he melts or not. Whatever. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we are moving on to what I believe is a conversation topic that needs to be had. Everyone, um, everyone needs to have this conversation. Everyone needs to have this conversation, and everyone needs to come over to my way of thinking for this conversation. <laughs> because there is a list of Christmas – or what I feel are Christmas movies out there that are, I will say, controversial. <laughs> and I am speaking of Die Hard. I am speaking of Home Alone, Batman Returns. And Ghostbusters too. Home Alone is a shocker for me. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, that. I'm well, with you. I'll get into why. So, my question to you, gentlemen, is this: Are they Christmas movies? Two of them. Yes. Two of my, them. My my contention is this: is that because everyone believes that Home Alone is a Christmas movie, I believe that the rest of these are, can be grouped into the same reasoning as home alone i'm gonna disagree with you because home alone only takes place at christmas time yes. it doesn't take place at any other time but like die hard batman and ghostbusters they all take place throughout the year so like they don't just have movies that take place during christmas so i'm gonna uh. say that Home so you're telling me every iteration of Christmas. Home Alone has taken place at Christmas? Huh? You're telling me that every iteration of Home Alone has taken place at Christmas? Okay, well, you know, it leads up to Christmas. That's what you're. That's what you're telling me, though. So yeah, like the main. Like, single, okay, the here Home we go. Alone one and Home Alone two. Yes, I will give you that. They both the main theme, the mm. underlying theme. All right, Die Hard. Die Hard the underlying one. theme is not Christmas. Die Hard one. Die Hard. Die Hard. No, right, so hold on. The man is going home. He's going to see his wife and kids for Christmas. 
and the 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 literally the entire environment of Die Hard is a Christmas party. Yeah, I, I I'm not disagreeing that Die Hard's a Christmas, not a Christmas movie. I that's yeah, I'm on the right Home side Alone. of that argument. The first two Home Alones are Christmas movies. Yes, yes, hands down, completely okay. agree with that. Okay, so Die Hard one, Christmas movie. Yeah, it is literally themed around a Christmas party. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Batman Returns. No. 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 And that's my favorite Batman movie, by the way, of all time. Is it really? Yes, sir. Because it has the best villains in it. Catwoman, Penguin. Danny DeVito is amazing as Penguin. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better freaking penguin bro like is it is it an insult if you looked at danny devito though and tell him it's like you were made for that role <laughs> <laughs> that's hard yeah man. yes i actually think he was like mad about that like back in the day when people made comments about how good he was as the penguin yeah but you I, know what i i what's your argument uh, for it yeah yeah let me hear for, this yeah is the fact that it all centers around christmas like Batman Returns and Ghostbusters take place at Christmas. So does Home Alone. So does Die Hard. So, what? no, I, uh-uh. my, my, okay. So, for example, okay, that, what's the synopsis? Like, like, so that's like saying, the, what's the synopsis of Home Alone? It is a, a family goes on a Christmas vacation and they forget their son. And his son is then surviving on his own and then getting really, really bummed about not having his family for Christmas as he then fights off a bunch of burglars. That's, I like that. It's just convenient that you just put Christmas in there. You but just that, slid Christmas but in there. It's really not. By the way, it's Christmas too, guys. Everything around, <laughs> it, everything around that you see in there is Christmas. Literally. So is Batman Returns. No, sir. No. Christmas is Catwoman ain't First falling in the back of those tree. That trunk of snow. That's this cat litter. It doesn't matter that they cool. have a Christmas tree. It's not a focal point that it's Christmas. Exactly. It's not it's a focus. All there. That's like that's like saying Titanic's an Easter movie because it happened mid-April. <laughs> right, Rob. That is a huge stretch. Bro. That is a stretch, G. <laughs> Hold on, I got I got some straws downstairs if you want to go grasping for them. Yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I will concede Batman Returns and Ghostbusters 2. Because I honestly, mean. that was a stretch. But Die Hard is the hill I will die on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can, die Hard you can, is a Christmas movie. <laughs> your your wife posted it on Facebook today. Perfect. Two types of people. Yes, she does. Yes. The ones who Those, die hard as a Christmas movie and the ones that are wrong. Absolutely. And that's why I love her. And that's 90% of the reason why I married her. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm kidding. So, so what's, the, what's the argument for Ghostbusters? Because I, I get the, the fact that it is. I'm just arguing for the sake of arguing at this point. To be okay. Because <laughs> you, could convince, you could convince me it's a New Year's thing. I mean, it happens that like the, the main crux, the, like, the climax of the movie happens at. New Year's. So I, I, you're right. Ghostbusters two definitely not a Christmas movie. Okay. Uh, Batman a... Returns, I think, is barely. Yeah. There's, there's very, there's. It happens at Christmas. Yeah. There's yeah. like, like Die Hard. Die Hard, not so much. That's why, why I think people argue. But Home Alone, definitely, they push Christmas in your face subliminally. 
Uh-huh. Well, they like, do the same thing for. I don't know how. I don't know if it's subliminal. I think it's no, it's, no, no. Yeah, it's like everything's decorating Christmas. There's Christmas trees, Christmas lights, Santa Claus. Like no, it's not subliminal. It's they hit you in the yeah, face. Yeah, that, that, they want to be very apparent. Like Die Hard. Die Hard does that a little bit less than Home Alone, but Home Alone is trying to very obviously be a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, but I would also like to point out the writer for the screenplay of Die Hard has said that it is a Christmas movie. Well, that, that, that was his intent. Sold. That, that, yeah. Why, why are we even arguing then? Right. No, it's just it's it's you a know. topic of conversation that I feel. Yeah, needs well, to be now had. I'm just saying. You I'm just glad told, you just we're all hundreds agreed. of people they're wrong, and now they know it. It's good for them. Fantastic. <laughs> so, all right. So we are moving on to the last phase of our Christmas movies conversation, and that is I wanted all of us to give our top five favorite Christmas movies of all time. Each of us will start at five, and we'll move on until we feel that we have stated the best Christmas movie of all time, in our opinion. None of us are wrong, but I may oh. tell you you're wrong. So, uh, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, what? So, uh, Rico, would you like to kick us off? or I would love to. What's your fifth favorite Christmas movie of all time? So, my fifth favorite Christmas movie of all time would probably be... Uh... Rico really got thrown on the spot for this. Good job, Rob. I did. I love. I love it though. Like I love it though. You, sh- you should see us on on the on the show where I'm just like it's it's. I'm always the one that's like, oh my god, it takes me so long to to do my list. But, uh, number five, I'm gonna have to go with. Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Acceptable. number four. I'm gonna. No, we don't. No, we, we're four. gonna go. We yeah, no, we're gonna go. We're each gonna state number five. Then. We'll oh, 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 we're gonna go yeah. like that. Okay, bet, bet, yeah. bet, bet. See, we, one of the arguments that we could have had is this Nightmare Before Christmas, a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie. It's both. Yeah, yeah, it can be both. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, what's number four or number five for you? Okay, so I, you know, we put together lists. So I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get three honorable mentions out there. Santa Claus. Oh no! Tim, Al- Tim, Al- Tim Allen like kind of resurrected his career there, and I used to watch that with my kids a lot. I enjoyed him. Uh, Bad Santa, because God bless you, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Never ever did I think I'd enjoy a movie that repeatedly had a woman screaming, "You Santa, you Santa, you Santa." <laughs> and, and, and then and then and then my last one would be Rudolph. That's your. <laughs> That's yeah, your last honorable yeah. mention. Yeah. So yeah. So number five for me is going to be Home Alone because right. before Home they, one. Yeah. Before they ran that series into the ground and just beat a dead horse, that crap back then just blew my mind with the genius, and not to mention now when you look back the stupidity of grown adults. That's the right. genius of a child and the the stupidity of these two burglars. When the whole time you're like, just call nine one one, dude. This is this is, tor- this is torture, <laughs> bro. I I mean, I that's one that's of my a solid choice. Solid choice. All right, solid my number choice. five, and it may be a little low for some people's liking, but given the rest of my list, I I have to put it here. Number five is Elf. Oh, Elf! John Favreau's first movie. Yeah, and he hit the ground running, 
Will Ferrell does a great job. I love James Caan in this movie. Zoe mm-hmm. Deschanel is amazing. Look- it is a it is a wonderful movie, and honestly, it's one for several years. Caitlin and I would decorate the house and put on Elf. So this does have a sentimental value to me too. So number five for me is Elf. I, I'm not going to fight you at all on that one. So yeah, it, it may be a little I, low for some people's liking, but yeah, to I me it's forgot about Elf. Yeah, it man. Is. So Rico, what's number four? Number four was Rob's honorable mention, Rudolph. Man, you guys, you and Trey is Trey on our show does these. He always we were like, bro, it's top three. That's it. Or yeah. top five, whatever. He always throws an honorable mention. I'm like, okay, you're cheating, bro. You're cheating. You cannot do that. <laughs> I'm like, Rob, I see what you're doing. That- Hey Rudolph, Rudolph, like hold that special spot on me. So I, I had to give it some kind of shout. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned it though. Give it the respect that yes, it probably deserves. Poor Rudolph, bro. So number four, go. number four for me because we've already had this discussion is Die Hard because <laughs> it is such a unique take on making a Christmas movie mm-hmm. that that the entire world will argue on whether or not it is. Bruce Willis started an entire franchise. Off of this movie, yes. Alan, Alan Rickman always plays an amazing freaking villain, and he gave Car- freaking we got Carl Winslow in the movie form. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we and we got such classics as Yippee Ki Yay, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, did you know the guy that played Carl Winslow was actually also in Ghostbusters? Yeah, yeah, he played a, he played I, a cop in Ghostbusters. Yeah, so he played home. a cop in L.A., Chicago, and New York. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number four is a true classic. Uh, started as a black and white film, uh, was colorized later on, and has one of the single best singers in the history of the world in it. And what I am it? talking about White Christmas starring Bing Crosby. Uh, I thought you were going to go movie. Miracle on 34th Street there. No. Uh, I thought <laughs> about it. I thought about that. I thought about Holiday Inn, uh, but okay. White Christmas is easily top five favorite movies. I really want to watch Christmas that movies. now. It's been so Such long since I've seen that. It's, it's, <laughs> so, it's on Netflix. So. And I that Bing Crosby this. Oh, man. Like, just want to take my boxers off and throw These belong to him. All of December, <laughs> non-reverse Bings. <laughs> All right, Rico. What's number three? Number three for me is... Uh, oh, dang. I just had it in my head. Because number one and two are locked tight, but number three, oh my god, um, oh, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown, yes, Charlie Brown, highly, highly disagree, but all right, I I know you do, I know you do, (laughs) but I love Charlie. I mean, when I tell you, my grandma had every peanut character, like the figurines, like she would put them out for Christmas. Uh, she had the stuffed animals in her den. I mean, she she was like a peanut head. So I think that kind of rubbed off on me as well. Yeah. All right, Rob. So, so number three, um, this the spot is reserved for the holiday dad <laughs> that we should all strive to be, and that would be who? National Lampoon. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> Clark Griswold is a damn legend. And this man embraces Christmas, and no matter what crap that life throws at him, and oh, all yeah. the bad decisions he made to, to become the freaking what was it, a freaking jelly of the month club <laughs> <laughs> member, 
and uh just yeah the, the, the whole cast are always is always good and just <laughs> just seeing him just seeing an rv shitter get dumped and freaking <laughs> smoking a cigar you get randy quaid out there shitter's full <laughs> with your snobby freaking neighbors just clark oh, griswold man. is everything i strive to be as a dad when it comes to decorating nice that that's a good call that's a good shout yeah. all right um my number three and it's already been mentioned several times on this show and i'd like to thank rico for mentioning it already and that is a charlie brown christmas <laughs> love that it, charlie brown christmas will forever be in my heart i will always rob you gotta get on board bro i refuse <laughs> <laughs> I wanna be, i'm gonna be a rebel in this one <laughs> all right rico what's your number two Number two, okay, so I remember how I said I number one and two were like locked, but now it's not so much because I don't want to give it. I don't. I don't want to do this. Like I mean, I'm you're at a point now where if you if you don't, one of them is just completely out. I know, but 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 not technically because somebody's already mentioned one of them. Okay, but I'm just gonna go ahead and 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 stay true to myself because it's who I am. And number two is Home Alone. There you go. No, like good call. Like what was that? It was, that was late eighties, wasn't it? Uh, I think early nineties. So. Yeah, yeah, early nineties. Like, but yeah. like during that time frame, I don't remember any like standout Christmas movies. And then that thing became so freaking. That was the first movie I actually saw in theaters. And really? Yeah, that was the very first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. And it just stand, it always just stands out in that time frame as just an untouchable freaking force. And Guys, in I general. know. You said the first movie you saw in theater. The first movie I saw in theater, well, that I can remember, guys, was Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes. That's so good. That's a good shot right there. That's that so was that's good. Crazy, crazy, that's a good crazy. Show. So good. All right. Uh, Home Alone came out in 1990. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah. So. All right. 31 years ago. Let's all feel old now. So, yeah. All right, Rob. What's your number two? Rob, I appreciate you giving it love, but you're being totally disrespectful. It's got to be Elf. <laughs> like, all, all, the, all the reasons you say, like, I, I never even realized afterward that like, Zoe Deschanel actually is has her own, like, band or, you know, her own yeah. She's professional got singing voice. career. She's so yeah. amazing. She is so amazing. And Will Ferrell, as as no talladega night stepbrothers all the dumb roles that he does like this one just fully embraced and you just felt like a little kid and just it's so easy to just fall in love with the the childish feeling of christmas and the fact that the whole movie's themed around just having christmas spirit like yeah. which is yeah. which is something i think a lot of too many people forget nowadays they turned it into a musical That's i didn't true. know that they oh, sure yeah. did so one the of our elf, friends at church is, uh, one yeah. of our friends at church is starring in elf our local production. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. My number two, and it has already been mentioned and it is still while one of my favorite Christmas movies, it is not my favorite. It will never be the best Christmas movie of all time, but it is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. And I am talking about Die Hard. <laughs> I love that. You knew it was coming. Because, <laughs> and considering that was Al Rick, Alan Rickman's first movie role. Yes. That man did it perfect. So yeah. Die Hard, number that, two. 
he's got to be not like, the best. He's got to be the top best. three villain actors ever. The best. Oh my! My favorite Christmas movie of all time. I will beat all of you because to me, it is the single best movie of all time. One of the <laughs> single best Christmas movie of all. I time. mean, we're we're forty five minutes in this episode. I got time to fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, Rico, what's your right, number Rico, one? Yeah, man? number one, man. Number one, numero uno, Home Alone 2, Lost <laughs> in New York, baby. Are you serious? I'm not kidding you. That's my favorite. That's like what my top five movies of all time. Like, that movie, he goes OD. He's like, y'all trying to get me? No way. <laughs> and you go, I mean, take. it's just perfect, man. So the one thing I liked about Home Alone Two did is the like the whole traps and everything. It got more intricate, which I thought they did a good job with. Yes, I, I like how the there was a very noble cause in preventing you know the money getting stolen. Uh huh. And, and I thought it was pretty hardcore. They're like, wow, this dude just pulled a gun out on a kid. Right. <laughs> like back then, I'm just like, oh wow. What exactly? One of my favorite yeah. scenes though is when he's running from the store and then the. The the lady, the blonde woman, helps him by punching Marvin. Yeah, like because he smacked her on the ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, Rob. What's your number one? Oh wow. All right. So we didn't mention this at all, which is I think is highly disrespectful, and I'm ready to die on this hill. And that is a year without a Santa Claus. We're talking I've never Keith ever miser, snow miser. Are you okay. freaking one of the best freaking like original hot Christmas songs ever? And an entire claymation movie themed around everyone just giving up on Santa Claus and he's sick and he wants to take a year off. And then all of a sudden the world just bands together and gets presents for Santa and remembers the real meaning behind Christmas. Like that the message on there is freaking spot on. It was wow. freaking hilarious. All the all the jokes and like I said, the whole time you have heat miser, snow miser arguing all the time, and then their mother, of course, Mother Nature, them <laughs> in their place is the stern ass mother. The, yes, oh, Rob, you don't tell me. You look like you've never even heard of this movie. I I've heard of it. I just haven't really watched it. I. Are, I'm, are you I'm hurt. Show now? I am hurt. All right. If it makes you feel better, nobody has even uttered a single word of my favorite Christmas movie of all time. That seems to be a run. I haven't. I I haven't because I've been holding it in my back pocket. Okay. Because I I truly believe that this is beginning to end. The single best movie of all time. The single best version of a story of all time. And proves beyond a shadow of a doubt <laughs> that anything, and I mean anything, can be improved with Muppets. <laughs> Gentlemen, no the single best Christmas movie of all time is A Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Starring, starring uh, Gonzo as Charles Dickens. This I did not see that coming. This also relaunched Michael Caine's acting career because he had retired at that point, and they convinced him to come back. And he played it straight as an arrow. 
like he like you could see a lot of these people when they do Muppet movies are kind of breaking at times and uh-huh. they try and take it seriously because they're acting with Muppets. But Michael Caine, straight as an arrow, played it serious and was the perfect Scrooge. This is the single best version of A Christmas Carol of all time. It is the single best Christmas movie of all time. And it is the movie I watch every Christmas Eve with Caitlin and Bobby. We read our stories. We put on a Muppet Christmas Carol. Bobby falls asleep about 20 minutes in. He falls asleep (laughs) about 45 minutes in. And I finish watching it. But this is, to me, the single best Christmas movie of all time. I'm Even not, though the kids fall asleep on it. As long as I get to watch it, I I'm don't not care. Gonna <laughs> I'm not going to poo-poo on your style, but that... that, you know, that and I think it's kind of crazy if you, if you look. And I think if you ask a lot of people, their favorite Christmas movie is probably one that doesn't really get a lot of talk. Mm-hmm. It's true. And yet, here you are, like, numbers, say, two through five or... A lot of the more common ones. Mm-hmm. But That's you're always true. Gonna, you're going to have that one that you hold near and dear. And yeah, that's the like, thing. I mean, like Home Alone 2. Lost I, mean, I mean, Rob's yeah. wrong, but. Mm. <laughs> totally wrong. No, sir. It's, it's no, good. I'm not. It's good. No. It is, to me, it is a perfect movie from beginning to end. I, I love the Muppets. There's just something about Muppets. Life can only be improved with Muppets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's there's only one song that I do not like, but honestly, in the DVD version and on the vis- version that's on Disney Plus, they cut that out, which I'm very happy about. Uh, <laughs> but beginning to end, honestly, easily one of my favorite movies of all time. It, it's a top five favorite movie of all time, and it is what? a number number one. Oh, dude, I just love it that much. I cannot oh, believe that, Rob. You are digging f- yourself a big hole right now. No, no, I I will die on this hill. (laughs) Best Christmas movie of all time. I love it. My man going down with the the best Christmas movies. Yeah, you are going down. You're going down. The Kurt Russell, that new (laughs) Kurt Russell movie. I think it's like a Christmas Christmas Chronicles. Christmas Chronicles, yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. That surprised me how good that was. I mean, honorable mention. I, <laughs> I got you on board now. Right. So I think we're going to call that an episode. Uh, Rico, thank you for coming on. Uh, appreciate thank it, brother. Kids for coming man, on. I appreciate you guys, man. Man, this was this was and a lot of Corbin fun. Corbin does when, too. <laughs> and when we do our dad fashion episode, we will bring you back. Yes, uh, you let me know. I'm here. I have no fashion sense. Rob does not, obviously. Uh, oh no no no! Words. I saw those Nike shorts. I peeped those Nike shorts. <laughs> so, so we need someone that knows what they're talking about. So uh, <laughs> join us next week, where Rob and I will actually be talking about uh, transitioning between holidays, going from Halloween to Thanksgiving to Christmas, and how we deal, especially with decorating. Um, but until then, Bobby, say bye bye. Bye bye.